your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 518 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And as I'm recording this, the Rangers, it is Wednesday night, and the Rangers just wrapped up what turned out to be a pretty thrilling Pretty epic 6-3 win at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Rangers' first game back in Madison Square Garden since concluding their five-game road trip with a record of 3-2. And, uh, yeah, record of 3-2. and two. And uh, it didn't really seem like it was going to be that way for the Rangers in the early goings of this game, did it? Because, obviously, they were really scuffling to start the game. In fact, I would say... Yeah, this is probably the worst start to a hockey game that the Rangers have had all season. I mean, think about it. It's less than four minutes into the action. You're down two to nothing already. You've had a couple of bad giveaways, one of which came from Ryan Lindgren that led directly to a goal. And you've also taken two completely unnecessary uh, non-defensive zone penalties. One was in the offensive zone. The other, I think, was uh, kind of uh, on the border of the offensive zone and the neutral zone. But bottom line, neither of the penalties needed to be taken. And... You know, the Rangers, it looked like it was going to be a long night for a little while there, but I should probably know better by now because this Ranger team has shown a lot of character all season. You knew that they weren't going to quit, and they were going to look to find a way to uh, scratch and claw their way back into this game. I mean, so much happened in this game that it's hard to know exactly where to start, although... I don't want to bury the lead for too much longer here, guys. Ryan Reeves comes through for the Rangers with a pair of goals, his first two goals of the season, and looked good doing it. I mean, both of these goals were not, you know, necessarily blue-collar stuff-in goals that, you know, bounced off his skate and went into the net or anything like that. Uh, he earned it, as did the entire fourth line. I thought the fourth line for the New York Rangers, that, of course, being uh, Kevin Rooney, Greg McKaig, and Ryan Reeves himself, had an absolutely tremendous night for this team. These guys were absolutely relentless on the forecheck for the Rangers, and they were relentless at a time where the Rangers really needed some kind of a spark. They needed something to get them going a little bit. Uh, they just were not playing good hockey in the first period, even after the first two goals were scored. You know, it felt like the Rangers were a little bit back on the their heels. They picked it up a little bit toward the end of the first period. The Reeves goal, the first Reeves goal, got them going a little bit. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the Leafs added to their lead right before the first period ended to make the score three to one on a little bit of a lucky bounce for uh, Bunting that made the score three to one. But yeah, like I said, uh, this Ranger fourth line absolutely relentless on the night, uh, just you know throwing their weight around, playing physical hockey, and being the uh, tone setters that the Rangers hope and expect them to be at this point. I mean, it's really not that big of a surprise. Ryan Reeves, we know that what he brings to the table. Uh, they showed a stat on the uh, on the broadcast tonight. I think it's going back for the last either five or six seasons. Bottom line, however long you want to go back, Ryan Reeves has dished out more hits than any player in hockey, which is really not surprising uh, to hear for anyone that's followed his career, and certainly not if you're a Ranger fan and you've watched this team this season. Uh, so he was absolutely great. Uh, Kevin Rooney, you know, somebody who, again, this guy came over as expansion draft fodder before the start of last season, ends up being protected by the Rangers in the expansion draft and uh, has become a very valuable member of this team, anchoring the bottom six, usually the fourth line, but the bottom six overall. And um, 
You know, killing penalties, playing a big role. And Greg McKay, listen, I know that every now and then Ranger fans get a little bit, uh, I don't want to say tired of Greg McKay, but it's kind of like, um, you know, they, they don't want to see Greg McKay in place of somebody like Morgan Barron or, you know, any of the other prospects that might be coming along. And listen, I get it to a certain extent. Uh, there are certainly players on the Rangers that play a more exciting style than Greg McKay. Certainly they have a ton more offensive upside. And I get the idea of wanting to see, you know, the uh, the Morgan Barons of the world. But Greg McKay has had a good season for this team. And it's funny because when they signed him this offseason, you know, I always like the idea of the Rangers or any of my favorite teams really bringing back somebody who used to be on the team and, you know, kind of finding a role for them. It's always just kind of fun to have a reunion, provided that it makes sense. Uh, there's a, a fit for that player and, you know, the money and the years all line up okay. And, you know, there were a couple different Ranger players that I was looking at this past offseason. I never mentioned Greg McKeg, but he came back. It was kind of just like, eh, okay, McKeg, you know, he's all right, you know, healthy scratch in the lineup, borderline kind of player. But he's ended up having to play a decent amount of games for the Rangers this season, and he's handled himself pretty well. And again, I, I thought that fourth line was absolutely fantastic in this game here tonight. They actually even got, uh, now granted it was only 33 seconds, but they got a little bit of a shift toward the end of the final Ranger power play of the night. There was a miscue where uh, Adam Fox gave the puck away, and it ends up being uh, a partial breakaway for the Leafs. Obviously, Igor Shesterkin made the save on the breakaway because that's just what he does. He made uh, a lot of saves on either breakaways or, uh, you know, one-on-one with the with the skater or breakaways that were, you know, two-on-ones. Uh, Igor was absolutely fantastic, stopping 35 of uh, 38 shots. But obviously, you know, the Ranger top power play unit had that little bit of a miscue there, and Gallant wasn't messing around. You know, he saw what we all saw, that the fourth line was really excelling in this game, and he'd reward those guys with some extra ice time and uh, even some time on the man advantage there. So that was really, really cool to see. And it's just great to know that, you know, on this team, you could earn yourself uh, extra minutes on the power play, on the penalty kill, whatever it might be. If you're going out there and you're playing good, solid hockey for the vast majority of your shifts, then you're going to be rewarded for it with extra ice time, which sounds like common sense, but uh, and not to switch switch sports here and uh, take another pot shot at the Yankees, but you watch them this past season, it's, it's just the complete opposite. I've made that comparison in the past. We don't really have to get into it here tonight. Uh, but again, just a fantastic win for the Rangers. They come storming back uh, from what was, once again, what I thought their worst start to a hockey game this entire season. They come back and win. And not only do they win, they win going away and they dominate in the third period, which has kind of been their MO this season. When they go into the third period with a lead, I believe their record is now 11-0-1, and that can't be off by more than a win in one direction or the other. And that's a sign of a team that's maturing. I think it's also a sign of great leadership in the locker room and great coaching as well. You know, Gallant and his coaching staff, knowing the right buttons to push, uh, knowing what to say to the guys, and uh, putting the guys on the ice that have been playing good hockey and have been impressing him all night. He's got the, uh, the pulse of this team. And uh, it's obviously working out pretty well because the Rangers, like we said, despite being still a relatively young team, third youngest team in the league coming into the season, they continue to dominate or not necessarily dominate, but they find a way to win games where they go into the third period with the game being tied. And they do it at just what is an absolutely remarkable clip. And we're going to continue talking about this Ranger win. I mean, we're really only scratching the surface here. There's so much to get into. Uh, but first, just wanted to let everyone know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. 
new year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, just want to thank everybody for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And we'll get back to the action from this game in just a second here, but something that I definitely want to call some attention to and just a really nice, touching uh, tribute by the New York Rangers. The Rangers all warmed up in this game wearing a Teddy Balkin number five jersey. And for anyone who, you know, might not be familiar with the name, you know, as soon as I say it there, Teddy Balkin uh, was a hockey player from New Canaan, Connecticut. He played at St. Luke's school. And unfortunately, uh, you know, just what is it, maybe like a week and a half ago now, whatever it might be, uh, passed away in a junior varsity hockey game. Just one of those flukish things a player couldn't stop. And a skate was involved. I don't want to get too graphic on here, but, um, you know, obviously Teddy Balkin no longer with us, uh, just dying as the result of a tragic, horrible situation. And, uh, you know, again, anybody who has been affected by that, certainly my uh, my thoughts go out to you there. Uh, but again, just a really nice, touching moment by the New York Rangers, all wearing his jersey during the pregame warm-up. And uh, getting back to this game here, I mean, when the game started, you know, we talked about the Rangers' uh, rough start to uh, the first period there, taking a couple of penalties, giving up a couple goals. One of them came as a direct result of a Ryan Lindgren turnover, which is funny because, uh, you know, we were talking not too long ago. I was actually texting with my dad about this. He asked me a question, does Ryan Lindgren ever make a mistake? And I said, no, he never makes a mistake. Um, this was like several weeks ago. This is like the first glaring mistake that I've seen Ryan Lindgren make really all season. And unfortunately, it led directly to a goal, uh, just giving the puck away. And, uh, you know, Igor made a save, but the Leafs are there to stuff in the rebound. They take the early one to nothing lead there. A uh, rare, rare, rare hiccup from Ryan Lindgren, but uh, we'll give him a little bit of a pass given the strong season that he's had, uh, obviously, as we approach the midway point here. And I also thought that this was kind of uh, maybe a little bit of a classic case of a team coming back from a fairly lengthy road trip. You know, the Rangers were away for a while, and their last five games were all on the road. Uh, they did go 3-2 and two on that road trip, but uh, we've seen this in the NHL. It even happened to the Rangers one time earlier this season. You can come back from a road trip, even if it's a successful road trip, and maybe you're a little bit flat-footed uh, in your first game back at home. You know, you're, you're so focused in on this road trip, and we're going to this city, we're going to that city, we're playing this team, we're playing that team. We got to have this underdog, bulldog mentality, uh, being on the road, having to uh, have this us-against-the-world kind of mindset, you know, going into some of these hostile environments. And then you come home, and even though the fans are now back in your corner, uh, you scuffle a little bit. And it was, it was looking like it might be the case uh, for the Rangers in this game. Fortunately, that was not the case, and they came storming back. And, you know, given the fact that Ryan Reeves scored his first two goals of the season. I think we owe it to Mr. Reeves to go ahead and uh, break down each of the two goals that he scored here. Uh, again, this first one, I, I, I cannot possibly heap enough praise on the fourth line tonight. All three of the forwards on the Ranger fourth line contributed to this goal here. You had Rooney and McKay going in hard on the forecheck, fighting for the puck behind the Maple Leafs net. It was kind of a two-on-two -two battle for the puck. Uh, the puck ends up 
being moved up the boards, but Fox sends it right back in. And then McKaig with just a phenomenal backhand pass to Ryan Reeves in front of the net. Reeves is there all alone, so he knows he's got a little bit of time. He's got the puck on his backhand. He brings it to his forehand and just buries it from point-blank range. And something that I wrote down in my notes here was that oh, that's got to get you fired up if you're a member of this New York Ranger team. I get the sense that Ryan Reeves is very, very well-liked in that locker room. Uh, these players appreciate, you know, his uh, blue-collar attitude, the fact that they know that he's got their back out there and, you know, he'll fight if he has to. I realize he's only been in two fights this season, but I think his presence uh, alone makes a big difference for this team. And on top of that, he's just a great teammate. I mean, there was this video on the Ranger Twitter uh, feed uh, just a couple of days ago, really. He's at practice and he's just skating around and asking a bunch of random players who they think is going to win the Super Bowl. And at the end of the video, he was basically chasing Chris Kreider like up and down the ice. It was hilarious. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yet. But just really, really happy for Reeves getting his first goal of the season. Uh, obviously, that's not really his uh, his trademark, but we've seen some examples this year. Ryan Reeves is not exactly clueless when he has the puck on his stick. He, he can make some plays, uh, has had a couple of nice assists earlier this season as well. And then, of course, the Rangers are down 3-1 to one in the second period. They get off to a far, far better in the middle stanza than they did in the first period, and Ryan Reeves ends up scoring his second goal of the night. And he got it from a really tough angle. What happened, once again, this fourth line just absolutely relentless on the forecheck, causing all kinds of pressure, causing all kinds of havoc. And, you know, Reeves is in there. He gets some pretty good support from Kevin Rooney. And then the puck comes to Ryan Reeves, and he roofs it from a really, really difficult angle to cut the lead down to 3-2. to Just Ryan Reeves' second career two-goal game. His last one was nine years ago in 2013. So, again, very, very cool to see. I know they had him uh, out there on the ice toward the end of the game, maybe looking to set him up for a possible hat trick, which would have been absolutely wild to see. Uh, Didn't manifest, obviously, but, again, uh, just a fantastic night for Ryan Reeves and and really this entire fourth line in general. I also wanted to uh, call some attention to it's not too long after this goal, by the way. At this point, it's still 3-2 to Toronto, and Toronto ends up getting a power play for the Rangers having too many men on the ice. You guys know how I feel about that penalty. It just cannot happen. Fortunately, it seems to be happening a lot less to the Rangers this season than it has in previous seasons, but every time it happens, you just kind of shake your head a little bit, but they take the too many men penalty. I thought Barclay Goodrow did just a heck of a job on this penalty kill here, and this is why he's on the New York Rangers, to do little things like this, you know, be a good defensive forward, play physical, kill penalties, all the little things that aren't necessarily good excuse me, aren't necessarily going to show up on top 10 plays of the night, but they're things that make a difference in a hockey game. And there were two plays here. Uh, in the first instance, Gaudreau stole the puck in the neutral zone, cleared it down the ice. And then, you know, Toronto's moving the puck around, making some pretty good crisp passes. And Gaudreau anticipates the play, intercepts a pass, once again, shoots it down the ice. So it's just great stuff from Barclay Gaudreau there. And we got to talk a little bit about Igor Shesterkin, do we not? I mean, I, I know I mentioned he had 35 saves on 38 shots almost completely shut the Maple Leafs down after what was a slow start for the Rangers. Uh, The final 56-plus minutes of this game, in fact, he only allowed one goal. And really, even that goal was kind of fluky. As we mentioned, it kind of bounced off of Bunting's. I think it was like his leg or something bounced into the Ranger net and gave the Maple Leafs a 3-1 lead at that time. But this is a big save in the second period because, once again, the Rangers are down 3-2 at this point. 
and he makes uh, just a big-time point-blank stop on the doorstep. Uh, Truba had had the puck stolen from him by Matthews. couple of passes by the Maple Leafs, and uh, Igor Shesterkin once again comes up big on the doorstep. Just a golden opportunity for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but Igor Shesterkin did not care, did not let the puck get by him. And then, uh, again, you know, to, to heap more praise on Igor Shesterkin here, Toronto at the end of the second period, and at this point it's tied uh, at 3-3, three to three, but the Rangers are really back on their heels. Toronto's got a power play. We know how good they are. We know how many skilled players are on that team, and obviously they're very capable of uh, making you pay for taking a penalty. So the Rangers are back on their heels, kind of bending but not breaking, and Igor uh, made a save in the closing seconds of the second period. The puck was deflected, and I mean, I guess maybe you could make the argument that part of this was luck, but uh, Igor's in position. It looked like he was scoring up the puck, and it bounces basically off of his face mask, goes up into the air, bounces off the top of the net, and then rolls off the backside. So uh, maybe a little bit of luck involved, but maybe not. You know, Igor Shesterkin, like we said, he was on top of his game all night and uh, came up with a big-time save there. So uh, yeah, again, you know, there, there's just so many highlights from this game. I'm doing my best not to miss anything here. Uh, we will continue to break down everything that happened in this game uh, and just kind of put a bow on everything and look forward to uh, what's coming up for the Rangers. We will do that in just a second. All right, so let's go to the third period, kind of the uh, big finish here. And once again, Rangers go into the third period, tied 3-3. Three to three. And what's so much fun about, uh, you know, rooting for a team that all season has come up clutch when Todd going into the third period is you get to the point where you start to expect it. I mean, the Rangers have been down by two goals twice in this contest, and now you've pulled even, and now you're tied going into the third period. And as a Ranger fan, I mean, you guys watch this team just like I do. You're thinking, man, we got them right where we want them. And indeed, the Rangers did uh, start the third period very strong. There was a really long possession by the Rangers. Well, first of all, they had to kill off the final 20 seconds that were left in the Toronto power play. They did that without any issue. But then the Rangers have a really long possession. Uh, Fox passes in deep to Mika Zibanejad. The pass was broken up at the last second, or this was a guaranteed goal. Uh, Mika was not going to miss from this from this spot. And uh, again, just an excellent pass from Adam Fox. What else is new? Um, but then, you know, Panarin is shooting from the blue line. He has his shot blocked. He ends up getting it back, but then he lost control of the puck just as quickly. And Kerfoot springs Nylander on a breakaway. Igor squares him up, turned it aside. Once again, Igor was fantastic in this game, and especially against breakaways and odd man rushes. He just did not flinch, did not blink, and uh, gave the Rangers a chance to come back and ultimately prevail in this game here. Then the Rangers uh, take the lead for good, 4-3 uh, to three at this point in the third period. You've got Panarin passing, or rather just kind of leaving the puck for Ryan Lindgren. Lindgren tries to take a shot. Uh, his shot is deflected by Nylander. It was actually a good defensive play by Nylander, but just bad luck for him because the puck deflects right to Ryan Strom, who's making his move toward the net, and he taps it in from the doorstep. Rangers 4-3, to three. Uh, so that was obviously uh, great to see the Rangers taking their first lead of the game, and this, of course, happening on a night where you weren't so sure the Rangers weren't going to get blown out if you just watched the first couple of minutes. So uh, that was obviously fantastic to see them take the lead, persevere, come back, and uh, finally be able to play with an advantage uh, in this game here. And then you have the Rangers winning an offensive zone faceoff. This is with uh, about 4.30 to go in the game. Jacob Truba takes a shot from the point. And it's saved. You know, Jack Campbell made a really nice save against Truba. And by the way, 
The Rangers just lit up a guy who is going to the All-Star game over at Igor Shesterkin, mind you, and somebody who, in all fairness, you know, Jack Campbell has had a fantastic season. He absolutely deserves to be an All-Star and deserves to be in the uh, running for the Vesna as well. But the Rangers lit him up for five goals tonight. Of course, the sixth one was an empty netter, but uh, great to see. And on this goal here, once again, Truba shot from the blue line, stopped by Campbell, but Kreider's there. Kreider's in his office, and watching this as a Ranger fan and seeing what Chris Kreider has done all season— you're pretty much putting this one on the board. He's he's going to collect the puck, and he's going to find a way to bury it. Uh, Campbell almost, he extended his stick, almost made a fantastic save, but uh, couldn't get his stick on it, and Kreider buries it. Gives the Rangers a little bit of breathing room. 5-3 to three with uh, just 4.25 to go in the game. And then uh, Toronto answers back with a pretty quick goal. Looked like they were going to close to within 5-4, to four, but... As replays determined, Austin Matthews kicked the puck into the net, so the goal was disallowed with 3.52 to play in the game. The Leafs end up pulling Jack Campbell with 3.45 left, and really no tremendously dangerous scoring opportunities to speak of, even with the goalie pulled. And then Adam Fox basically just puts a bow on the night. He gets the puck in the corner and just shoots it straight down the ice and puts it dead center into the empty net, clinches the game for the Rangers, 6-3 to three at that point. He could not have possibly been farther from the net at any other location on the rink. He was in the corner there, shoots it all the way down, and like I said, it was dead center, uh, just right in the middle of the net. And just like that, the Rangers claim a 6-3 to three win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, nothing really happened after that, but again, just one of those nights where it feels like a lot of players contributed, and again, I just cannot say enough about the job done by the Ranger fourth line. And as far as multi-point nights for the Rangers, you had Adam Fox with two goals and an assist, because why not? Uh, you had Ryan Reeves with a pair of goals. We already went over that. Mika Zibanejad ends up with two assists. Uh, Artemi Panarin with two assists. Ryan Strom, a goal and an assist. Uh, Chris Kreider only had the one goal, but man, him and Mika Zibanejad are on fire. And uh, yeah, everybody contributing. I mean, what else is there to say? It was just an absolutely fantastic night for this team. Uh, and you know, Maybe in the past, the Rangers hang their heads a little bit after having the kind of start that they had in this game here tonight. Maybe they get a little bit dejected. Maybe not. I mean, maybe maybe they come back uh, even last season or the season before. But there's just a different feel with this team this season where it's not all that surprising to see them respond the way that they did, find their game, pull their heads out of their you-know-what. I mean, let's just be honest. It was a really, really rough first period. They looked like a different team from the second period on. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty daunting task. Toronto's a good team, uh, a lot of talent, a lot of scoring ability, a lot of offensive firepower. Uh, now they've got a Vesna candidate in net as well. And to basically just have a pretty brutal first period and still find a way to come back and beat this team, tremendously, tremendously impressive. And I think if you're a Ranger fan, you got to be getting excited as we once again approach the halfway point to the season here. But just a couple other things I want to mention real quick before we uh, kind of call it a night here. It's really nice to see the Rangers back at full strength or close to full strength. Dryden Hunt's still out of the lineup. At least with Hunt, it's a non-COVID-related issue. So, uh, you know, he obviously suffered a uh, upper body injury not too many games ago. I would imagine he'd probably be back in for McKeg. But, you know, like I was talking about in a recent episode, it feels like the Rangers once again have about 28 players that deserve to be in the lineup right now. And of course, that's just not possible. Uh, but we'll see how the Rangers look to play it when Dryden Hunt is once again available. But Lafreniere was back. He uh, recently had been on the COVID list. And he goes to the third line with uh, Barclay Goodrow at center and Julian Gauthier on the right wing. 
And so that obviously means that the Rangers have decided, at least for now, to stick with Philip Heedle playing on the second line. He's on right wing. Uh, Ryan Strom, obviously, a center. Artemi Panarin, obviously, at left wing. And I'm completely fine with that. Moving forward, uh, Philip Heedle, you know, like we said, he's... Uh, Picked it up a little bit lately. He, I believe, was held off the score sheet tonight, but even so, he still uh, had a four-game point streak before this one. Yeah, Heedle uh, did not have a point in this game here tonight. But uh, hopefully, you know, they can kind of catch lightning in a bottle and he can continue to see a little bit of a boost in his game uh, as a direct result of playing on the Artemi Panarin line. And one thing that I love about, you know, whether, whether you think these are the correct line combinations or not, I think one thing that not all of us, but I think certainly uh, a decent amount of us, you know, just judging from uh, some of the things that you guys and have talked about with me, is this current alignment allows Philip Heedle to be on the wing, which I think he's a winger more so than he's a center, and it also allows Barclay Goodrow to play at center. And I realize Goodrow, part of uh, his appeal, part of what he brings to the table is the ability to play all three forward positions, but I just like him at center uh, simply because of his prowess in the face-off circle. For the most part, uh, he's been a good face-off man for his career. He didn't have a great night tonight. I think at one point he was... Uh, like three and four on the dot. Yeah, he ends up 44% for the night. So uh, not a fantastic night or anything like that. But for the most part, uh, Goodrow can win faceoffs. And on top of that, just a big physical player. And, uh, you know, there's more defensive responsibilities at center than at wing. I mean, obviously, every player has to chip in defensively, that's for sure. But uh, Barclay Goodrow, his game is just tailor-made to be a center. And I think Filipino's game is tailor-made to be a wing. It was crazy when earlier in the season, those two were on the same line. And yet, Heedle was at wing and Goodrow, or no, Heedle was at center and Goodrow was at wing. But uh, be that as it may, I like the current alignment and we'll see if that's what they look to continue rolling with uh, going forward here. Uh, the other thing that I have to call some attention to is that uh, Rangers versus Leafs has been a ton of fun this season. They had three games against each other. The Rangers have won two out of the three, and all three of them have been edge-of-your-seat thrillers, basically. I mean, I realize the Rangers pulled away in this one, but you had a couple of tight two-to-one decisions earlier in the season, and then this game here tonight, which was just absolutely crazy. So I'm almost kind of uh, disappointed that the Rangers don't get to play the Leafs again. Uh, hey, maybe we see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Crazier things have definitely happened. And as far as the standings are concerned, I figure we can do a really quick standings update and there might still be some games happening around the league right now. I don't have the uh, league scoreboard in front of me, but with that win, the Rangers vault themselves back into sole possession of first place in the Atlantic division. They are now 26-10 and four. That is good for 56 points. They're two points ahead of the Canes, three points ahead of the Caps, and five points ahead of the Penguins. Now, of course, the Canes do have four games at hand on the Rangers, but be that as it may, you look at the standings, the Rangers are on top. And that's obviously fantastic uh, as we, once again, just one game shy of the uh, halfway point of the season. They have played 40 games. Next one will represent the halfway mark. One other thing that I absolutely must mention here before we call it a night is that uh, Mika Zibanejad was the winner of the last man in vote on NHL.com. And so anybody that uh, cast your vote for Mika Zibanejad to represent the Metro Division, represent the Rangers at the All-Star Game, give yourselves a round of applause for that. Uh, unfortunately, Mika is going to be unavailable to play in the All-Star Game. This is what he had to say about it. Thank you to all of the fans who voted for me to play in the 2022 NHL All-Star Game. Unfortunately, due to a personal situation in Sweden, I will be unable to attend this year. And first and foremost, fingers crossed that everything is uh, okay with Mika Zibanejad. And, uh, 
you know, just says it's a personal situation. Hopefully everything is okay with him and his family. And then uh, the other thing that he went on to say was being an NHL all-star and representing the Rangers with Crides and Foxy would have been an absolute thrill. Thank you to everyone for understanding. So despite him not playing in the actual game, I think he now does get recognized as an official All-Star this season. So that's obviously nice for Mika Zibanejad. And of course, uh, once again, we hope that everything is okay with Mika. And then the only other bit of news I want to go over real quick here today, the Rangers have had some games rescheduled. Uh, A couple of games that were postponed earlier in the season have been rescheduled to February. You know, that chunk of games there, that chunk of days really, uh, that was originally going to be reserved for the Olympic break. You now have the Rangers playing host to the Boston Bruins on Tuesday, February 15th at 7 p.m. Uh, that game was actually moved backward. It was originally going to be Sunday, April 24th, so they've moved that to uh, the middle of the season. Then on Thursday, February 17th, the Rangers will play host to the Detroit Red Wings at 7 p.m. That game was postponed on December 27th. Then we have on Sunday, February 20th, the Rangers were originally going to play at the Ottawa Centers on November 20th. It's now been moved to Sunday, February 20th. Puck drops at 5 p.m. for that one. And finally, the Rangers on Wednesday, April 27th will travel, or excuse me, they will host the Montreal Canadiens at 7.30 p.m. That's a game that was postponed on December 22nd. But, uh, That's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Uh, Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, definitely send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to do a special crossover edition with Mr. Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes previewing Friday night's clash between the Rangers and the Hurricanes. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.